0: Welcome to episode fifty-three of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled "You Know What Happens When You Assume." Today, I'll be looking at season two, episode eighteen of the Andy Griffith Show, Jailbreak. I'll also be looking at Scripture from Proverbs chapter three, verse seven: "Be not wise in thine own eyes; fear the Lord and depart from evil." I want to apologize for missing the last two weeks of the devotional, but I've been out of town and work in long hours and just haven't had a chance to work on it. But here we are back again, so let's go ahead and get started. In today's episode, we see Barney sitting around the courthouse reading a book when Mr. Horton, with the State Bureau of Investigation, comes in looking for Andy. While Barney tries to get some information from Horton, it's pretty obvious that he only wants to speak to Andy. Horton finally does ask Barney for help, as he wants to know Andy's home address. Horton meets Andy at his house and divulges to him that they're searching for Doc Malloy and his partner, who both robbed a furniture factory payroll. Horton just wants the sheriff's office to steer clear of the investigation. He's thinking that Andy might want to help out just to get the attention. Now, Barney isn't too pleased once Andy tells him that they've been asked to stay off the case. While Barney is out at the courthouse, Horton and one of his men bring Doc Malloy in as he's trying to make his escape. Also, while Barney is out, he finds Sam, that's Floyd's dog, out on the street and thinks he's escaped the jail because they've had him in there, when really it's Andy who's laid him out so he could house Malloy. Andy explains all this to Barney and how Doc Malloy is in the Mayberry Jail now, and Barney wants to interrogate Malloy, but, well, Andy won't go along with Barney's plan. When Barney enters the courthouse by himself, he sees Malloy asleep, so he puts his plan into action and decides he's going to interrogate Malloy himself. He puts on one of his suits, locks himself up in the cell, and he pretends to pass himself off as a prisoner. Barney tries to get some information about the money he stole and his partner by pretending to let him in on his plan to escape. While going over his plan, Malloy happens to look up and sees a newspaper article, and on the front page of it is Barney's picture, and he quickly figures out what's going on. He follows Barney on his plan, at least up to the part where they escape the jail cell. Then Malloy steals Barney's gun, and, well, he locks him up. And he comes in to find Barney tied up. He releases him, and then has to call Horton to let him know that Malloy has escaped. Horton gives him an earful, and then he leaves, and gives Andy a chance to start his plan on how they're going to catch Malloy. Barney feels defeated in his incompetence, and he takes his suit to the cleaners as it's covered in dog hair from where Sam had been in the cell earlier. While Barney is talking to Mr. Goss at the cleaners, Andy comes in, and they end up finding out that there's a lady that's brought in a suit to the cleaners, and it had dog hair on it also. They quickly put two and two together, and they figure out that the lady is Malloy's partner bringing a suit to be cleaned, the same way that Barney had to. They find the car parked out front, and they notice it's got a trailer hitch, so they quickly figure out that they're hiding at a trailer park. Andy and Barney then go to the trailer park that night, and they start looking for Malloy and his partner, when Barney accidentally peeks into a couple on their honeymoon as they're sitting on the couch, but Barney eventually finds Malloy and his girlfriend, and turns out they've kidnapped Horton also. As Andy goes for help, Maloy and his girlfriend are about to pull out. She has to go back in the camper for her cigarettes. And when she does, Barney steals the car and he drives it so fast and reckless back to the courthouse that when they arrive, Andy and Barney open up to make the arrest of the two and they look like they've just barely even survived the trip. The epilogue shows Andy, Barney, and Opie as they're sitting around the courthouse looking at a disguise kit that Horton has given Opie. And then we see the honeymooning couple come in from the campground. They want to make a complaint about a peeping Tom and they can identify him precisely. As Andy tells Barney to take their information, we see Barney leaving the courthouse with one of Opie's disguises. The scripture I want to use today comes from Proverbs chapter three. Starting in verse five, Solomon is writing his son to obey God's will. He says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean into your own understanding. He continues by saying to acknowledge God in all of his ways, and then he leads into verse seven where we're reading from the King James says. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. But I also want to read from that same message from the Message Bible. That it says, Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. So many times when people have pride, you know, being wise in their own eyes, they assume that they know most of everything, or at least they assume they know more than the people around them do. Peter assumed that he knew himself better than Christ did, and that he wouldn't deny him. Peter thought he was being wise, and he knew what to do. But instead of evil departing from him, he pretty much well just invited it into his life. But we know that it was only for a short period of time. The illustration I want to use from this episode is how Horton didn't want Andy and Barney's help capture Malloy. He assumed that the local sheriff would just want to barge in just for the publicity. We see that he assumed quite a bit about the Mayberry Sheriff's Office. He assumed that they were a bumbling crew, and, well... You know, Barney did do a bit to help that assumption. In the end, we know how it was truly the sheriff's office that captured the criminals and how it helped to save Horton from his captors. Now, we make assumptions all the time because we feel we're wise. Sometimes they're good assumptions. Sometimes they're not. We assume that the car swerving in front of us might cause an accident, so we slow down. We assume that the dog that is on the chain and barking at us behind a fence is probably mean, so we keep a close eye on it as we walk by. These assumptions are pretty good because we've dealt with things in the past that we feel like that have made us wiser because of certain situations. But people also make bad assumptions. Assumptions based on the way a person dresses, the color of their skin, or even where a person lives. All these are bad assumptions and they can be made because people think they're wise and they assume they know what they're talking about or they know what they're doing. People assume that they're wiser than others based on how they dress, their race, their ethnicity, or their nationality. People assume that they're wiser than you because you're from a certain area. Being from a small rural area, it's assumed that most people from this area are backwoods country hillbillies. And most of us really don't mind the stereotype because we know that in the end, when the zombie apocalypse comes, all those sophisticated city folk, well, they won't stand a chance. And who do you think they're going to come to when they need saving? As Horton assumed that Andy and Barney wouldn't be much help, he was later proven wrong. As they not only capture Molloy and his girlfriend, well, they hope to save him also. We make assumptions all the time. Some are based on wisdom that we have gained, and rightfully so. And sometimes we make assumptions based on the wisdom that we think we have. And, well, we end up having to eat crow, as the saying goes. In our Christian lives, we need to learn not to put faith in our own wisdom. Let us not assume that we have everything figured out. We need to seek God's wisdom in all things in our lives. We need to seek God's wisdom in our lives and strive to live by His ways. And when we do, we'll find that we are departing from evil ways. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mayberry Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you'll join me next week as we'll be looking at episode 19 of season 2, A Medal for Opie. And until then, thanks for listening.